Welcome to worship on this first Sunday of the new year, the second Sunday of Christmas. We are so glad that you have joined us. And we are delighted as we begin 2021 with an opportunity to shine the light of Christ as we move into this new year. Let us worship together. Please join us in our call to worship. God of all times and yet beyond time, you call us into a new year still to be discovered. Help, Help us travel light, light in faith and expectation. Guide us in this new venture. Make us bold witnesses to the inbreaking of your future. Let, Let us rest our time in yours, confident that we do not enter this new year alone. Please join as we sing, You Are My Vision.
us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. December 21st raised a lot of speculation about whether we were going to see a repeat of the actual star of Bethlehem this year. For some, the skies were clear. For others of us, the clouds obscured the vision. But it was exciting to watch the skies, to remember the magi and the excitement and wonder that must have filled their hearts as they searched. And while we do not know if the star that led these men was an actual star or a comet or an alignment of the planets as we just experienced, we do know that God set that light, that movement of the heavens long before to reach the eyes of the Magi all those many years later. Sometimes, in the most difficult places in our lives, we may wonder, where is God? But the God who commands the very stars of the heavens is present with us. Even though our eyes may not yet see the light, it is hurtling through the ages to reveal God's love and mercy. The Magi were learned scholars and Gentiles, foreigners, and the Jewish scholars, they searched the scrolls to predict how God would act, while the Magi searched the stars to predict divine action. The excitement of the star led them to research all the documents they could find about the land where it appeared to rest over, and found that it was the sign of a new king Driven by a desire to know more, they were determined to find this king. We read about their encounter with King Herod in the Gospel of Matthew, the second chapter. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the time when Herod was king. When Jesus was born, some wise men, magi, from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, where is the baby who was born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was troubled, as were all the people in Jerusalem. Herod called a meeting of all the leading priests and teachers of the law and asked them where the Christ would be born. They answered, in the town of Bethlehem in Judea. The prophet Micah wrote about this in the scriptures. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not just an insignificant village in Judah. A ruler will come from you who will be like a shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod had a secret meeting with the wise men and learned from them the exact time they first saw the star. He sent the wise men to Bethlehem saying, look carefully for the child. When you find him, come tell me so I can worship him too. After the wise men heard the king, they left. The star that they had seen in the east went before them until it stopped above the place where the child was. When the wise men saw the star, they were filled with joy. They came to the house where the child was and saw him with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their gifts and gave him treasures, 
of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But God warned the wise men in a dream not to go back to Herod, so they returned to their own country by a different way. The Magi imagined that Herod would be driven by their same thirst for knowledge. He too would want to see the fulfillment of God's plan as it was laid out in his own people's ancient writings and now was written across the very heavens in the movement of a star. So they went to pay their respect to a foreign king, which was the proper and right thing to do. In those days, you worshiped your own king as a living God, and you prayed appropriate respect to the king of other nations, just as they had done with King Herod. But as they knelt to worship the child, they were surprised because they didn't find a king of a foreign land they found themselves proclaiming Jesus their own king. They did not worship the God of another land, for they encountered the one and only God incarnate. And then God spoke to them through an angel, spoke to these non-Jewish Gentile magi, warning them in a dream not to trust Herod, but to return home by a different route. They had left on an academic journey, but they had entered into a divine relationship. Their resolution to follow the star had become a covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ. John Wesley resolved to live a spiritually disciplined life of reading and studying scripture, but he also understood you were to apply scripture, what you learned through acts of kindness and mercy, reaching out to others and making a difference. And his resolution to live that disciplined life was so strong, people started making fun of him. Making fun of him in a small group for their strict methods of study and practice, teasing them with the name Methodist. But John had a real problem. No matter how hard he tried, he still felt empty. It wasn't that he needed to stop doing, but he knew that there was something more. And then when he was on a ship that, that was ready to sink in the middle of the ocean, he was in peril for his life and he felt bereft. He felt fear. He felt that all seemed lost. He encountered this group who faced all of this with songs of faith and such assurance that God cared for them. And John knew that was exactly what he wanted. He wanted that same knowledge that they had, only to discover that what they had and what he was missing was not knowledge, but a relationship. When John's heart was strangely warmed, he knew, he knew in his heart he was saved, he was loved, he was brought into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and he entered into a covenant that lasted not just a lifetime, but for all eternity. Until Jesus Christ was truly king of their hearts, the Magi were just on a quest for knowledge but now they were in a covenant, a relationship with God, and they were willing to risk everything, even the notable wrath of Herod. 
They had this large caravan of animal and servants. And these magi who had mapped the skies at night and traveled by day, well, now they snuck away at night, thumbing their noses at King Herod, going home a different way. And I mean a different way, forever changed by their encounter with the Christ child. And as the Magi traveled home, Joseph got up from a dream worn by an angel and left with Mary and Jesus in the middle of the night from the only home his family had ever known and went to Egypt into exile in order to escape Herod, to live as refugees until they could safely return. Now here's the thing, the Messiah was born and the world kept spinning. The Romans still ruled. Herod was still ruthless. The Magi were warned and the Holy Family became refugees. What changed? The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world came into being through him yet the world did not know him. There are moments in each of our lives when darkness surrounds us, when we are confronted by forces too strong to face alone, tragedy, loss, bereavement, rejection, failure, pain, illness are common experiences. And yes, we imagine a day when all our difficulties will be removed. Oh, it's so easy to lean into the next day, the next year, the next until we begin to live for the future. But what of today? What of now? Each and every one of us need the light. The birth of Jesus and his flight into Egypt reminds us that God brings the light into the darkness, into our darkness. God enters the place we are in this moment and gives us refuge in the most unlikely of places. None of us could wait to put 2020 behind us, but the beginning of 2021 isn't looking much different yet. In this new year, our desire for better will be tested Yet here's what I noticed when I look back at 2020. You all did an amazing amount of living amongst the different and the difficult. I mean, there were things we longed for, things we missed, and so many that we will grieve. But there is also so much that we have gained because you embraced the moment. The ingenuity, creativity, and flexibility of our school, our community, our businesses, our churches, and you, all of that has shown bright. From feeding our kids when they were out of the classrooms to celebrating our graduating seniors with a grand parade. The way everyone in the church looked after each other, making calls to check in on one another and stay connected, running after groceries and making deliveries for those who could not. Our confirmation class out in the parking lot, watching the parents draw baptismal crosses on the youth's foreheads. The Easter drive-through 
the Advent and Christmas Eve kits for our kids, the Christmas card outreach, somehow making sure that the angel tree and Operation Christmas Child still happened this year, the delivery of CDs and DVDs to um, our nursing homes and our assisted living facilities. And the list goes on and on. It's fine to look forward to better days as long as we remember to live in the light of today. Mary and Joseph didn't wait to teach and train Jesus in the way of the Lord until they got back home, back to the land they grew up in. No, he grew in wisdom and stature while they were in exile in Egypt. Matthew reminds us that even in Egypt, the light shines. Wherever we find ourselves, no matter the circumstances, we can claim our dreams. We can know that God is with us in the midst of all our difficulties and in our joys. The scripture invites us to two simple acts as we journey into 2021. Discover the light where you are and reflect Christ's light wherever you go. Don't become discouraged because the calendar is turned to a new year, but it looks like the one you left behind. The true light, which enlightens everyone, has come into the world. Spend time looking for the light in places you may never have thought to look before, in ways you never may have thought to reach out and connect before and in acts of kindness. More importantly, this is what I think we need to learn to do. We need to learn to receive from others who are learning how to give. Sometimes you all are way too independent. And there are times when others will offer to help you. And you know what? You're probably too quick to say, no, but thank you, I'm just fine. Sometimes the light may come when you say yes. Because when you receive with grace, you're bringing light to those who have the pleasure of giving in kindness. And you may create a new friendship, a new relationship. And you may find your hope, your heart opening up to receive more from God than you've received before. And as we give and as we receive, let us always carry with us Christ remembering that we're not the source of the light, that God has sent Christ to be light in the darkness, and we reflect the light of Christ in every dark corner we find ourselves, braving the darkness to shine peace and hope. We will face many of the same difficulties, struggles, and heartaches that we lived through this past year, and perhaps a few new ones. So let's meet reality head on as Christians and put our heart into every moment, storing up eternal treasure, the gold of friend and family, the frankincense of a divine relationship with God, and the myrrh of the assurance that our home in Christ is not made with hands, but eternal in the heavens. Let's enter this year with a new determination. Let's make a covenant. Let's renew our covenant. Let us 
join in prayer together as we make our covenant of the new year, just as John Wesley did every year with all of those who join together to say, I will make God my covenant friend this year. Amen. Please join us in the covenant prayer. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee, exalted for thee, or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty, let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine, and I am thine, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen.
Let us pray. O gracious God, you are here with us in our homes, in our church, in our community, in our nation. You are here in our victories. You are here in our defeats. You are here in our hurts and frustrations, our deepest sorrows, and you are here in our greatest joys. Forgive us when we lose sight that you are here. Forgive us when, when we live as if you do not exist. We are lost without you. We know that. Help us to see where our faith is still lacking. Help us to see where we fail to trust you. Redeem the moment, Lord. Redeem us. Lord, we grieve all that was lost in the past year. School days, seeing friends, being at work with colleagues, family reunions, graduations, being together in worship, community concerts, high school sports, all the events that we cherish. Lord, we grieve for ourselves, for our friends, and all who have lost loved ones. We seek you for comfort, for peace, for hope in the midst of all that we've lost. We trust that better days are coming. We look forward to the end of this pandemic. We look forward to family gatherings and all the events that we've taken for granted that bring us together as community. Grant us patience and strength Grant us wisdom and self-control to wait until this storm has passed so that we can be together again to enjoy all the things we've missed. As we begin this new year, help us to put you first. Help us to find a new pace for living that is not so cluttered with too many activities and too many things. Help us to find a pace for life that is manageable and sustainable and always has room for kindness and care and respect and love. Help us to be like you, slow to anger, quick to forgive, and ready to move toward making things right. We are mindful of those in our church and community and beyond who are in need of your healing touch, who are in need of the hope you give. Break through to them. Help them to sense your presence and your peace. Hear our prayers for healing. We are mindful of those who've lost loved ones, who grieve, who are trying to make sense out of tragedy and crisis and disease and the difficult path that comes with the end of life. 
break through with your love. Remind them that they're not alone. Help us to see the promise, the opportunity, the good that is coming. Help us to be light for others by just being there. Help us to be Jesus for each other, for our neighbor, and for all those you place in our path. For it is in the name of Jesus we pray as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Receive now the blessing. May God, who establishes covenant relationship with those who seek him, be with you always. May Jesus Christ, who seals this new covenant through the cross, bring you peace. And may the Holy Spirit guide your life both now and forever. Go in peace to serve the Lord. Amen.